So you just said that if you invest in valuable skills, you, you may not be replaced. You can say you wouldn't be, you may not be replaced by those technologies. So let's focus in on that Wendy's down in your area. You said that as a result of, or perhaps even coincidentally, they have circumvented the minimum mandatory wage discussion by simply replacing human employees with robots. What impact does that have on business and the economy? And have you even seen any difference in your area as a result of it? So in my opinion, I don't think AI automations robotics. I don't think it's going to be the Elon Musk thing, the Terminator. I don't think we're going to have Skynet. I don't think it's going to <laughs> no go down. Okay. I don't think we're going to be dealing with that. I think we're going to be more working in concert with these things. Um, a perfect example is Amazon. They have actually hired more people since they've brought on automation and robotics and AI because they've been able to, with those things, make things more efficient. So they've actually hired, I think it's like thousands or tens of thousands more people since they've started doing those things. That's cool. So, yeah. So um, at first glance, you think AI automation robotics this is going to ruin lots of people's lives, right? Right. Well, that's the fear. And it, it may. The reason I say that is because I, I, I think of this like what happened with manufacturing back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. U.S. Lotto lost, what, 90% of its manufacturing capabilities to overseas, yeah. over to Asia, China, stuff like that. Yep. If a, here's, here's something that drives me insane. Any politician says manufacturing is going to come back in mass scale, they're 100% lying to you. It's never going to come back in mass scale again. Okay. Is that a bad thing? Is it a good thing? Again, I'm not here to say, but I look at it, at it more of as transition. So okay. people lost their manufacturing jobs. They found other jobs, other skills. They started businesses. They worked in another career. Same thing I think is going to happen with the loss of jobs in fast food places, for example. I worked in a fast food place. That's where I met my wife, me and my friends. We all worked at Burger King on the Air Force Base in South Dakota when we lived there. Nice. Burger King was also my first job in Tyndall Air Force Base in Panama City. Ellsworth <laughs> <laughs> Air Force Base here. <laughs> um, that's awesome. That's, we're going to have to talk about that sometime. Yeah, uh, well, I didn't know we had the job. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> that's awesome. So I was yeah. making like eight, eight bucks an hour. What yeah. we were doing was not worth eight bucks an hour. We were screwing off the whole time. We should have probably gotten fired many times because we were just hanging out and screwing around with our friends. We were for the teenagers most part. being teenagers. Yeah, we were just being the teenagers. So what's going to happen for these entry-level jobs? Something I see, and I don't know if this is nationwide, but I've, I've seen down here in Florida discussed, is what's going to happen because you can pretty much do stuff outside year-round here. What's going to happen to all the kids losing their jobs because they can't work at like Wendy's or Burger King or something? Good question. Will they develop the skills that they need to learn to go to college and to – will this hinder their growth, I guess is a better way to put it. For their long for their long term prospects, I don't think so. I think it'll change it um, because again, in your location, I used to live up north. You can shovel sidewalks to make money. Yeah. You can go door to door sales. You can you know, mow grass, mow lawns. You can you can do something to make money to learn people skills to learn job skills. I don't right. think, in my opinion, as somebody who worked in Burger King. I don't think it's necessary to have one of these 
fast food jobs. Although I will say, I think every single person on earth should work in fast food, in a restaurant or in retail at some point in their life. So they've learned how to properly deal with customers. I agree 100%. And how to treat people. <laughs> yes, oh my God. You are preaching my language here. <laughs> because you're a money you, guy. <laughs> you can immediately tell when somebody has never worked in one of those three, three areas. Oh, yeah. Because how they treat, for the, for example, the waiter. Here's uh -huh. a tip: if you're going into business with somebody, if you're going to a relationship with somebody, a personal relationship, business relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Yeah. Here's something I've told people: watch how they treat the waiter. Watch how they treat the service person. Mm -hmm. Because at some point, yep. if they get angry at you, they're going to treat you like that. Yep. yep. So, I think these jobs are valuable but I don't think they are necessary. And I don't think they will hinder job growth. Another example that I just saw yesterday, uh, or actually a couple days ago, is in Australia, they're starting up a program with one of the, I think it's the entire province. I'm not from Australia, so I'm hopefully I'm not pushing this. I don't know if it's province or state. In Queensland, Australia, the school district is partnering with Apple to teach kids how to code. See, that's cool. I think that's really cool. So that that's freaking awesome. Um, so these kids will not only be learning valuable skills to make money. Right. Yeah. Coding. And again, to me, it's going to be more of a transition from things like manual labor. Again, whether that's on the farm where I grew up or whether that's Burger King or whatever, flipping burgers. Yeah. I think it's going to be more knowledge-based entry-level work or hustling like mowing grass and doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I was in a conversation recently with somebody in uh, an area that would be considered a lefty type of area for policy. And, and for the purpose of this conversation, I'm pointing that out. Um, this individual had said that they're worried about their kids who are now just hitting the preteen areas, stages. And they asked me, you know, what would you recommend for their skill sets? Because their jobs are just going to be replaced anyway by robots and AI. And without batting eyes, I said, well, then they should learn how to code and build robots and work with AI. I mean, these, these, these programs are not going to build themselves because you actually specialize in this. But it was interesting to me, the reaction that that person gave, they were genuinely surprised. This is not a bad human being at all. They're not cynical. They are worried yeah. about their kids, you know? They just but didn't know. Learn. Yeah, they just didn't know. And, and so we got talking and we thought about this. We thought, is it also a cultural thing? Somebody who is in a rural area like this, or like you and I grew up in the Air Force, used to hustling, used to find and we'll get dirty. Blue collar one skill will yeah. translate to blue collar skill two and blue collar skill three. And those yeah. blue collar workers or plumbers or electricians are still today making a lot more money than anyone in these fast food or um, other type of places. So for us, it seems like a no brainer, but I find it interesting the argument for mandatory minimum wage in the left areas tends to be one thing, but when it comes to automation, it's like they flip-flop and it doesn't make sense to me. One will cause the other. Yeah. But instead of one causing the other, can't we just skip the mandatory minimum wage and get right to the improving the technology and the jobs and the skill sets that you're talking about? What do you think? I agree with that. A lot of people don't though. A lot of people think that automations, AI, robotics are going to take people's jobs away forever and they're going to destroy the economy like the entire world the entire world economy this is where the uh, this is where the um the concept and i think it started in 
uh, the Scandinavian countries universal basic income. The reason, to my knowledge, that that started was because people are worried in the future 10, 20, 30 years from now that people aren't going to have anything to do because of AI automation or robotics. In my opinion, that's not going to happen. It will never happen. No way. I, I, yeah, I, I, think, I think it's going to be we're working in concert with these things, and it will free people up yeah. to do more entrepreneurial stuff. For example, again, the manufacturing. That freed up a lot of people to lead to the knowledge or information technology that we have now. Right. Yes, did it suck for those cities, those people that lost their jobs and they couldn't kind of recover? Yes, that sucks. That's devastating. But you, if you, you need to be able to adapt to change um, at any age. Harlan Sanders didn't start KFC until I think he was like 62 years old. Um, um, something like that after many failures before that. You have to be adaptable. Again, I'm not going to say it's easy. It's <laughs> failing smart. over and over again is yeah. and being told no over and over again. It sucks. It's hard. It's frustrating. Mm -hmm. Get you gets you into depressive loops and spirals. <laughs> it's it's not good. Um, but if you can't adapt, those are the people who are going to get left behind. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just again, it's just is what is going to happen. Um, that's an evolution. People think that Charles Darwin talked about the, the what is it, the strongest survive. That's not, that's not true. The most adaptable species there survived. Go. There you go. Very smart. Okay, so then this all ties to money and Federal Reserves somehow, but it seems to me actually maybe the way to solve the problem is just humans, as you said, it comes down to investing more valuable skills.